Welcome to another installment of Money You Should Ask. I'm your host, Bob Wheeler. In this episode, we are going to explore, question, examine, converse, dig deep, expose, laugh, and cry about the money beliefs, money blocks, and life challenges of our next guest. Turn up the volume, listen, learn, and laugh. I am so excited today because I have got the nicest guy in entertainment. Thanks, Bob. He had a long run on Out of Jimmy's Head on the Cartoon Network uh, just recently on The Big Bang Theory. Yeah. He's got three comedy albums out. Please give a warm welcome to Matt Knutson. Yay! Yay! Nice intro. That's Thank you for uh, saying those All nice two of us in me. our audience. That's it's right. Just the two the of us. people are going... Tepid. Tepid. Yeah, tepid. They have. They've. Uh, they've almost already left the building. But uh, those are my favorite kind of claps to get from a crowd. Like one person briefly. Yeah. But no, with no one else joining right, them. Not fully committed. <laughs> Just <laughs> because then they may have to carry you the rest of the show. Do right. You, you ever had to do that? Like have an audience take care of you? You know. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh sure. Always. Of course. And then there's always that one person that's like not ready to give it up unless there's at, at least I see six people around me. Okay, here we go. Okay, there's here six. We go, here we go. Uh, it's so, a show. It's a, it's a yeah. show. Uh, but I'm very happy to be here, Bob. Thank you for having me. No, absolutely. And I'm excited. When was the last uh, album you just you just released another album? Uh, my third album uh, is called Yes And, and I just released it in November. So, um, yeah. Sounds yes like and. an improv title. It is an improv title. And yes honestly, and. I was sincerely surprised that, the, that that title had been you know, Taken? appropriated in some other way. I think there's like an improv book called Yes And. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I think they've done studies and like that name never worked. Mm-hmm. And so that's why nobody's used it. Right. That's oh. why it was available. Yeah. I that's was just like, like, oh, thank God. Great. Oh, what? There's oh. zero interest at all? Zero interest. Sounds like Knudsen's <laughs> sweet that's, spot. That's Boom. the sweet spot. Nobody's listening. That's right. That's yeah. actually going to be the next podcast for me. Nobody's listening. Nobody's <laughs> It's so nobody's listening, and then like one person listens, and you have to change the, the whole thing. completely. Yeah, sometimes people listen. That will be. That will be. Bob, it. I heard what you said on your podcast. Oh what? my goodness! Somebody listen. Ah, uh, it's over. It's the end of the nobody's listening podcast. Got to start all over, man. <laughs> so, so um, you know. You have been so now. I'm going to get serious. Sure, sort of. of course. Well, no, well, that was no. that was me being serious. Oh, just for the record. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Well, that would All right. lighten it up. A I little wasn't bit. sure. Okay, <laughs> I'm never sure. With so, uh, how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, I've been doing stand up for 17 years. Okay. And uh, when I first moved to town, I did uh, sketch, improv, and stand up kind of all at the same time. And I just celebrated my 20th anniversary in L.A. Uh, 1998. Oh, I thought you were going to say of AA. Like, <laughs> yes, I did. 20 years of sobriety. Years I'm like, that's so cool. Right. That's so great. So 20 years I'm the least sober member of my support group. That's uh, right. 20 years that's, in. that's good. Boy, he comes to the meetings drunk all the time. He's, hey, everybody. For I, 20 years. Yeah. I go for the drinks. Oh, man. Uh, so um, so what's been so, – so where – and you came from? Uh, you know what? When I had moved to uh, Southern California, it was originally with my family. Okay. Uh, when I was still in high school, I finished high school in Orange County. Oh, okay. And then after that, uh, when I got out of high school, I was a merchant marine for about five years. Wow. So I didn't go to college. I did that instead. And then after that career kind of wrapped up, that's when I moved to, to Los Angeles. But before then, I had never done like performing arts school or even been on stage as a stand-up. 
So nobody ever told you you were funny as a kid or anything? No, I got no encouragement from anyone at all. Yeah, in fact, they like would you know actively discourage several notes. Please, no, do something. (laughs) Yeah, that's I hear you. Well, you now you were. (laughs) I'll add this. I I, I remember being in school one time and uh, we had this big sliding glass door on the back of our wall, and my teacher actually physically moved my desk outside of the classroom, (laughs) but I I could still hear. But I was like ten to fifteen feet away from everyone in my class. Oh wow! Because I wouldn't stop. I wouldn't stop. You wouldn't stop. No, he no. wouldn't stop. He wouldn't stop. <laughs> well, so I, you know, uh, a piece of information. You are a preacher's son. That's true. Yeah, which my dad seems was a pastor. To, yeah, like every other comic. Well, mm-hmm. maybe not every other comic, but every third comic mm-hmm. is a preacher's child. Uh, d- um, who were you saying before? We um, went Sam Kinison and Kinison. Um, um, Daniel Tosh, Ar- Argus Hamilton. Yeah, Daniel Tosh is yeah. a pastor. Um, Marie Valeriano. I yeah. know. Did you ever want to go and do like sermons instead no, of comedy? No, that no. was never a, a, a draw for me. I mean, yeah. I uh, grew up in it, and I that was enough. That was <laughs> that that was enough. I wanted to use the the juju for something else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. And uh, I think my dad had a good connection with people, and you know, you see, you don't think about a, a, a pastor being like uh, like a performer, but it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, like a political thing, you're giving an oration, you're That's directing right. things, you're kind of the MC of the, the now, church event. Now, know, was so. he, did he, does he have like a mega church? Do you have like millions <laughs> of like, you know, you've got like six Mercedes. And, yes. so, and yes. so when you said, I want to do stand-up comedy, everybody cried? Or were they more excited about you being a merchant marine? You know, I never really got any, um, how can you do this? Why, you, you know, I don't think this is a good idea. I, I was never discouraged from my family from the pursuit in in any way you Mm -hmm. know they'd always kind of been in my corner and and go for it and then also too when i first left home um i was 18 and i you know i I headed out so i never really came back and asked for help okay so once you remove someone's help from your life's equation right what they think one way or the other isn't really important you know not that they weren't supportive but how could you do this it's just like well i've lived here for five years you know well i'm just trying I'm just trying to think if my parents' input was ever important. Yeah. What did, how, did you, how did they feel when, uh, you know, that you were well, talking about your life's past? Um, well, I, let's see. I tried to leave when I was 12, right. and then I had to keep coming back because the police brought me. And, uh, no, I actually, I think mostly they would say, yeah, that's probably not going to work. Would each, right. whatever, I, you know. Right. So. Very encouraging. Sure. Well, you know, uh, fortunately, I grew up in a, a household of conservative Lutherans, and uh, if there's one policy we have, it's keep your opinion to yourself. Oh, that's you nice. Know, that is that's... how we do it. We're just, you know, I'll be here if you need anything, but, uh, you no, know. That's good. That's yeah. good. <laughs> oh, man. And so, so I mean, I guess since you didn't have a mega church to grow up no in. No mega church. Um, so money wasn't, like. Millions of dollars. No, no, no. My dad was a pastor and my mom was a teacher. Okay. But she only went into teaching after. Um, to pay for the ministry? To pay for the <laughs> ministry. <laughs> it was her side hustle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we had four, there were four kids. And so she um, got into teaching after like my sister got, I think like sixth grade or, you know, was, so she was around raising us and it was my dad for the most part. And then my mom in her second half of her career. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever take any money out of the offering plate? All the time. That's yeah. all I did. They yeah. would never pass it down my aisle because they were just like – they passed the dish, and they were just like, I swear there was like $210 before it went down this aisle. Now there's like a handful of pennies. See, I would have just said God told me. Right. I was I was <laughs> moved. I just God told me to take it. Yeah. You guys so, don't understand. I was moved by the Spirit, everyone. Yes. Moved by the Spirit. Uh, yeah. So it works. So, so when you went into comedy, you didn't – you weren't – 
like downgrading your income. I mean, because I mean, oh, I, as well, far as like what you made and you know, yeah, you I did. mean, you know, I mean, you know, some shows you might get a drink. Right. Um, sometimes you get ten bucks, so it right. takes a while to he, get to. He, you know, it it just can be painful, <laughs> as I remember. Um, yeah. Um, I never, even when I was like doing other uh, shows, you know, I remember doing spots, uh, you know, in New York where you had to pay to be on the show. Right. You had to be like like seven dollars, and you could be in the lottery, and then maybe you could get three minutes or five minutes. So. I looked at it as a zero-sum game. You yeah. Know, you do it for the experience and to meet people. But I think if your prime directive in stand-up on any level is like, cha-ching, it's like, <laughs> Bad choice. And then he, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's tough, tough sledding for the most part. Um, but, you know. When did you get your, what was your first memorable paying gig? Like your first paying gig that you could, that was like more than 10 bucks? Um, I remember I got a spot at the Ice House. And uh, in Pasadena, and Bob Fisher, um, I got a wow. check from him, you know, and the, on the Ice House stationery, and it was for fifty dollars. Wow! And I, I, it was like for like hosting a hosting an evening. Okay, I was gonna say that's either hosting yeah, or uh... I was hosting the night, and um, you know, I, I made a photocopy of it, and I like folded it and kept it in a drawer, uh-huh. and then I cashed the check. Do you still have the check? I don't have the photo- check. Do you have a photocopy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, it's so weird the things that resonate with you and that you hold on to, but that's like one of those, you know, one of those things. That's cool. Yeah. And then what was your first, like, really big check? Was it like uh, um, out of Jimmy's head, or was there something before that where you got like a commercial? Oh, where you were like, whoa. Oh, I have money. Um, I can pay the rent. You know, probably out of Jimmy's head was the, the um, first opportunity where it was – I was making the kind of money that I gave up my career to work towards, you know, because okay. I used to be, uh, while I was also doing stand-up and working, I was a boom operator in film and television. Okay. So uh, I would still do stand-up and, and act when I could, but that was like my survival job. I worked in uh, TV and film and commercials. Okay. So when I did get out of that industry, out of Jimmy's head was like the first time okay. it was comparable money. I see. You know what? That's the first time I've heard it called a survival job. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's I mean, that's really what when you're in the arts, mm-hmm. you have to have that survival a job. Percent. It's about yeah. making deposits. Yeah. You know, you see that like Jeffrey Owens, he's being work shame. It's just like, why are you a cashier? It's just like because I got four kids and I would like to I, eat. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, a show that was on 20 years ago. And even if it gets any kind of. Yeah, money. It's you know, it's it's a. I call it staying in striking distance. Yeah. You just kind of stick around, and if you're here, anything's possible. But if you stop making deposits and the dream kind of evaporates, you're not going to get that life changing opportunity. No, and you know, it's it's funny. I don't know why I just thought of this, but um, I was going through some of the old comedy store uh, payroll checks mm-hmm. from like a hundred years ago, yeah. and. Uh, I found checks to like Whoopi Goldberg and Sandra Bernhardt cool. for like working in the booth or yeah, something. You know, wow. it's like twenty five dollars, and yeah. f- and it was it wasn't for comedy. It was for working sure. at the club I and love it. like right. Yeah. So we all like we don't all just get to start out famous unless no. you're like born at Buckingham Palace. You're pretty much that's right. You got to make a name. Yeah, that's right. And then there's uh, um, you know only a handful of people who get get to be hot and then be on a series and. Um, just being able to be in the mix is has to be enough, you know. If you're holding out to be, you know, uh, top line in a twenty million dollar movie, and then if you don't hit that, you're not happy. It's like, 
there, baby. Well, and it, the interesting thing is, I like I have I've watched people that like if hit a TV show, they're mm-hmm. like making a million dollars a year for three or four years in a yeah. row, and then five years later, they're living in a one bedroom or a studio apartment because yeah, they, y- you know, you can't just live like you're making a million dollars every year until you've actually gotten about 10 or 15 years of those. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And I think there's, well, and maybe this, I don't know if this feels true for you, but a lot of times I hear people say, oh, well, they're on TV, so they're millionaires. Or, yeah, but they're at the club all the time. And that's not always true. I have a lot of friends that are not walking around with a million dollars in the bank. I mean, they're amazing. They're talented. um, They're out working and hustling. um, But it's, it's, it's a little more glamorous to those that aren't in the industry. Yes, yeah, civilians. Like civilians. Know, it, it's uh, um, just the, the perception and the reality can be very stark. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. So when you went into this, like, is there any particular money beliefs? So your parents encouraged you, um, good church people with right. keeping yeah. their opinions to themselves. Right. But like when well, you they were, they were, they were active parents. I don't want to okay. like say that I was like, they were very passive and they, they were, turned on the little, <laughs> the little recorder. And, oh, feed, yeah. feed Maddie. And when I got out of high school, my dad, um, took me to some colleges and I did a, you know, so that, that opportunity was available to me, but I ended up going to junior college and, you know, dropping out of that fairly, right. fairly quickly. But they, they were there for that. But, um, were they supportive of my, well, I'm just wondering, not even them, but like um, when you decided, you know what, the Merchant Marines, it was great. Right. Tired of buying merchant, but, you know, stuff, whatever you do in yeah. the Merchant Marines. Yeah, I have no true. idea. And uh, like and then when you decided, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. I'll keep my survival job. Um, but even if I never get past my survival job, I'm going to keep doing my passion. Yeah. Like wh- like, is there any? Like what motivated you to keep going? If you you know you've got your survival job, yeah. a lot of people never make it. Right. Um, like what were the choices that led you to? I'm gonna keep doing. I'm gonna keep doing what I love. Yeah. Um, you know, after I stopped shipping out, I, uh, I I knew it was time to kind of transition out of that. Mm-hmm. I knew I didn't want to do that my whole life because I wanted to you know be a entertainer. But um, my last ship, I took it from uh, from Long Beach to Boston. Mm. And we sailed like through the Panama Canal and up along the coast. And but, and by the time that third week was over, after doing it for like five years, I was like, "Oh, I can never do this again. I can never do this again." This yeah. was the longest voyage of my life, even yeah. though it hadn't been. But I was like, checking the clock. So um, that's the thing about like that industry. It, you don't have to say like, "I'm retired." You just stop going to the union hall. You stop um, throwing in on jobs, and then oh, that, and then they and, just don't call you. Yeah, and then and then that's it. Um, so after that, I became uh, I moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got an apartment with one of my brothers, which I guess anybody advice get someplace well below you know your means. We had a two bedroom apartment. Um, with underground parking and two bathrooms, and it was 850 bucks. Jeez. And it was, a, you know, it was in the Culver City, uh, kind of in the projects neighborhood yeah. of Culver City, but, you know, it's close to the beach. Um, but we we moved in together, and I started working as a production assistant, basically for free on any job that would hire me. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I, I, I worked myself up um, from production to like be get a few calls from producers who'd be like, "Hey, I'm doing a music video. You know, I need a guy," so I could do those kinds of runs and still be available to like take a class or do a show or or any of that stuff. Right. So after a certain amount of time, I was working as a PA on a short film, and a guy who was uh, the first AD was also a boom operator in real life, 
they just brought him in because he had the most experience on set and knew who to you know to talk to to make the job happen. Okay. So he helped me transition into sound, which I did for about seven or eight years, and then uh, I had still been acting and performing and doing all this stuff. And then in two thousand six, um, that out of Jimmy's head job came, and I stopped booming altogether. No, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Boom. 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 The, the boom, Done. boom. 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 Days are over. I still have my boom pole. It's still in my uh, closet at home. Oh, that's... And it's really a fun job. And it was that's... really in- instrumental because, you know, when you're a boom guy, you, as an actor, you only have to remember your own lines. Right. But when you're a boom guy, you have to remember the lines of five I... people in the scene so you can cue to them and hit all their marks. So the boom guy is the one with the... Holding the thing over everybody's yeah. head. Yeah, the so microphone. You, so you get a good workout. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. whoa. Ah, I, ah. I didn't even notice those right. guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it makes, the, the, the drooping. Oh, the droops, the droops. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that was uh, – um, I, I had done like a few uh, different things, but they were all industry-related. Mm-hmm. So I had never had a job in Los Angeles that was at a, you know, a bank or a restaurant or, you know, they were all – in the neighborhood. Okay. And um, so now that you've been in the industry for a while, mm-hmm. would, um, if you like, when it comes back to money, um, so you've got a couple million in the bank because um, you did that TV show. Um, exactly. Exactly. Um, like, do yes, you, it's a ba- basic cable TV show. There yeah, you I'm go. ready to just yeah, start dishing out the caviar. It's making the money. Do you, like, do you look like? Do you ever panic around money? Do you get? Do you have money blocks around money? Do mm. you ever worry that the gig is up? Oh, the gig is up all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. because also too, when you're when you're acting or you're even even performing or doing, mm-hmm. you know, stand-up gigs. When the last time you worked, it could oh. be it could be it. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. Like um, I did something on Wednesday. It was, uh, you know, it was a commercial. But until I hear yes from someone else, I'm currently retired. You know, right. so right. it's a it's waiting to hear yeses from people that you can't control, and. While whatever's happening, well, the, the hay is you know making hay while the sun shines. Yeah, it it really helps because you like you were talking about before guys who had like a million, two million bucks, yeah. and then suddenly like ah, I'm I'm getting kicked out of my I'm sleeping on this guy's couch. You're like oh man, that's I would rather have almost uh, you know anything you know that can wait. I'll have it wait if I can s- save a little bit more money. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's interesting. I had a couple of friends where they've gotten a hit show yeah you know and they are making you know 500 um an episode can you believe it and then the show i, I had one friend the show got canceled mm-hmm. and then they had a spinoff and they said to him well you know we'll give you 40 right and he he's like i'm not doing it for forty thousand bucks i make and i said dude how many other people are offering you that's right forty thousand a show <laughs> i mean i know it's not the same as 500 right but and you know, right. a few months later, he's like, "I took the gig." Right, uh, like, oh, right. right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They started testing people for it. No, I, I took it. I took it. Well, yeah. because the reality is, it's we live in an artificial um, reality. Yes. In in a way. Yeah. Um, uh, especially, I see a lot of disparity, you know, in the stand-up community because you know we're recording here in the comedy store, right. and there's thousands and you know of luminary comics that have been there, and then there's also thousands that you've never heard of. And they worked just as hard. They were still here. They were all still regulars. Yeah. But they didn't get, 
They didn't they get the there fame. when Bernie Brillstein was there that night who saw him and was like, hey, right. this is, hey, here's Dan Aykroyd. And, hey, you know, it's timing and um, repetition. Yeah. And or like I remember hearing stories about when Robin first came in mm-hmm. and people were just sitting there just going, oh, my God, this is ma-. like Robin Williams was just yeah. like or Jim Carrey. You know, they just they were doing something that was just. Right. magic right. but a lot of people you know david letterman you know was hosting and hosting and hosting and then right. ready to drive back to indiana and it's just like don't do it you know right. Right. so um yeah it's like there's no guarantees yeah uh, I, I say this all the time um you never know what's going to happen but you do know what's going to happen if you don't try right if you don't give it your full you know it's my favorite um uh, principle of uh of buddhism joyous pursuit do everything you do with like the best, like, this is going to work out great. Right. And if it blows up in your face, at least you didn't half-ass it. Right. You know? Yeah, and I think, like, you, kn- it's always interesting I when people hit it big and people say, oh, my God, they were an overnight success, right? And they've been doing right. it for 20 years. Right. It's just nobody saw them That's right. that could actually do something for mm-hmm. them. And, they, they, you know, someone has been doing a, a, an act for a long time or, tr- or developing – and suddenly they're doing it for free, but then like in two years they're like it's forty six fifty for your ticket, and it's just like it's the, you it's know, just, the same act, the same, the same personality, the same all the other stuff. It's just now they can relax their shoulders a little bit because they're rich. Yeah, well, it's funny because uh, a friend of mine was just uh, Vicky Barbalek was just on uh, AGT. Cool. Um, did I get that right? America's, I hate initials. Right. Um, <laughs> I meant uh, HGTV. HG, I meant one. she has HPV. She's got oh, that. Oh, no, not that. She's one of those it's, that has no, and doesn't know it. Yeah, she should have right. told him that. She would have won because everybody was getting the sympathy vote there. It's like, I have cancer. Vote for me. Right. Like she didn't have a, a disease or an affliction. And sure. so, you know. Well, that's but bad luck. It's hey, bad if luck. If you're not afflicted with something, you're screwed. But, well, the thing, though, that's interesting. <laughs> I You are. You, you got to have it. Um. No, but she like people were saying, "Oh, I loved all her new material." I'm like, right. she's been doing some of those jokes a while, sure. but now that they've been heard on TV, right. she's got to either do new jokes or, you know, just know that now people know them. Right. Right. It's not. Right. It's they know your chestnuts exactly. They know the ones that you're gonna go to when you need to have a good set. Then you just gotta write more. And you gotta keep. Re- I remember there was a comic, and I swear I don't remember his name, but he used to answer his shoe like it was a phone. Yeah. And then he, or a stool, like everything right. was a phone. Uh, you're thinking of Don Adams. <laughs> Hello, Chief. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Don Adams, exactly. No, no, no. No, um, there's this guy, I can't remember his name, and, and everything's like, it's a phone. And he would just, and, and it was right. hilarious, right. but like, that's all he had. Like, right. that was it. Right. And it's funny for five minutes, but I'm not going to keep, you know, right. paying for it. But I love that bit. Right. But that's the bit he had. Yeah, you, you gotta get, get on the stick. You gotta write and write and write and right and fail and fail and, and fail, fail and fail and cut and cut and ditch. What was your worst? Uh, what was your worst performance? Mm, like, cool. like where you felt like okay, I mean, well, you know, not on a daily basis, right. but like sure. just oh, overall my life efforts. So uh, yeah, like, so many ties, Bob. Yeah, just so, a series oh, of draws. Yeah, just lots of fails, but like really a bad fail. Right. <laughs> like, I remember doing some casino in like Northern California. And um, it was – it's never a good time when there's, like, an open wall. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like a sports club lounge thing, but only had, uh, like, I think maybe, like, two walls because it was pushed in the corner. And uh, after the comedy show, they were going to have, like, a DJ, and it was going to, like, become a nightclub. So there was probably about 200 people, like, in the club, 
And I think about eight of them were there for my show. You know, wow. the rest of them were just waiting for the place to become a dance club. Right. So they could get drunk yeah. and, you know, and, and grind and have it be totally acceptable. Yeah. So um, I was supposed to do like 45 and like somewhere around 15 or 20, the, the manager is giving me the light. All right. Total, total anarchy, loud talking, heckling. Right. You know, so yeah. I maybe did like another 10 minutes just to like. Just to show them who's about this. Is, I will make ten you. more punitive minutes, and then I got out of there. And I just, if the failure hurts, you know what I mean. Like just, your shoulders and your chest, it just feels like somebody laid a bag full of sand on your chest, and you're like, oh. yeah. It's no, it's yeah, that's why it's, it's so always personal. good. It's why it's good to have a friend sometimes to tell you, I still like you, right? right? <laughs> because, right. because sometimes you get up. I, <laughs> I mean, I did a casino show, something like Great, that, where yeah. everybody was there for karaoke. Yeah. And we showed up. It was, I think it was a triple run. And we all, um, you know, so we uh, were like, but we want to do our comedy. And they're like, we want to sing. Right. And we're like, no, 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 it's going to be great. And they're like, no, we want to sing. Yeah. And, man, these people had, like, dressed up. They were ready. They didn't yeah, know that yeah. comedy had been slipped oh, yeah. in. Is that Cher over there? No, no, it's <laughs> but she's just right. yeah, They're ready. Right. And, man, you know what? After about, like, 15 minutes we just realized they just want to sing so oh, we ended yeah. up joining them singing and it's like great you can't beat them join them oh yeah can't make them laugh sing. there's a, there was a bit on on the the new album yes and where i talk about a, a show like that and it was basically the venue was double booked it was this, a sushi <laughs> restaurant in uh, koreatown and one of the things they had was the stand-up comedy show and the other thing was speed dating nice so it's not to, to give you the impression that the audience was there and like paying attention to the comedy show. They continued to speed date right out loud and got to know each other as we were performing, and it was just pandemonium. Yeah, those are I I don't, I don't know why that just reminded me. I remember doing a show one time at some little cafe, mm -hmm. and um, there were twenty deaf people in the audience. Mm -hmm. They just happened to be there for coffee, right? Right, <laughs> and so <laughs> there's all the signing going on, and we're like. At first, you know, like they're not laughing, yeah, because they didn't really, yeah, they didn't all read lips, I guess. So right. it was it was a little painful. So yeah. there's uh, some of those I did shows. A retirement are... community and like the average age was ninety plus. Oh, sweet. Yeah, and they brought them all into the day room, and they're like, "This is entertaining." And this guy, like in the front row, like had his arms crossed and had like resting pissed face. He was just, nice. Even if he was having the time of his life, he was just sour and frowny. Just like, hey, you know. Four feet away from you. It was. Gee, this audience is dead. Right. Almost. Almost dead. <laughs> Riveting. I killed. I killed. I died. That's so dramatic. Turn off that oxygen. Turn off the oxygen. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, after the comedy, uh, there was a guy who played piano. And the only time that they like enjoyed anything was when we all started singing You Are My Sunshine together oh. as a group. Oh, you know, that's as... Well, that's probably because they could feel the vibration <laughs> and the piano playing and um, something familiar. Right. That exactly. Age. I don't the know. Golden age. Yeah, this, that's, the we'll all get there. Oh, the golden yeah, age. Maybe. Oh, maybe we will. Well, let me ask you this. So if you could look back mm -hmm. on your young life mm -hmm. and um, go back to like you at, at 16, 17, 18, mm -hmm. like, is there something that you would tell yourself, tell that younger self that you've learned over the years to make it a little bit easier this time around? Boy, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> Nothing. I don't really have any advice. Yeah, I can't That's even think of like advice to a younger self. I mean, I, I've learned a lot. I've learned the hard way. 
and I'm not sure I would listen to myself if I came back at that time. I was like, here's how you, how you gotta do it. Um, I spend most of my day in deep gratitude that I'm able to do what I'm doing. So to go back and say like, you should do this and this, like everything I ever, every plan I ever had, I always executed or at mm. least really tried my hardest. Yeah. And if it didn't work out, at least I can like, when I go to bed, you're like, well, that wasn't great, but it happened. Yeah. Or it could, you know, uh, things have fallen into my lap for no other reason, but because I was in the mix and still here. Yeah. You know, so. And how do you keep, nice. how do you keep that groundedness um, in LA? Yeah. I mean, cause I mean, I will admit um, I'm not always, I get a little angry. Sure, I get, I, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little hostile. It's a tough city to live in. <laughs> there's a lot of red lights and there's a lot of, uh, yeah. you know, a lot of like that noise you make when your teeth are clenched. Yeah. Yeah. There's I'm willing to wreck my car to prove a point. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's I like, I don't care. You're my car modern day Kathy Bates. And I will, green I will run I'm you over. Insurance. Ah, <laughs> I'll get a new one. You know, I've got airbags. It's I true. will take you out. Yeah. So I'm a little, yeah. yeah, I'm a little aggressive. Um, yeah, no, I, it's 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 tough. And I think um, since you never know what's going to happen when uh, you have a little time, um, take it and make it count. No, you know, even if it's like going for a run or or uh, I don't know how how whatever is important to you when you don't have anything on your calendar, spend that time doing it. No, because that's cool. a lot of times people think like, oh, I don't have time to read anymore. I don't have time. I always want to play piano. Ah, you know, I just started taking uh, tap dancing classes in January. I got shoes for my birthday, and I, was uh -oh. just like, I go like once a week, and you know, and you tap it out. Yeah, I think Gene uh, Kelly's the coolest. That's I think so he's cool. The coolest. So, that's great. Um, well, that's I'm not the best, but I'm trying. Hey, there you go. Yeah. So, where can people find you? Uh, MattKnudsen.com. That's K N K N U D S E N. Oh. All right. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming out. My pleasure, Bob. I think you're great. Well, thank you. That's at least I have one fan. That's so. That <laughs> that's so that's yay, yay, yay for the we'll one fan. Back. I we'll love it. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I'm Bob Wheeler. I'm the host of Money You Should Ask. My guest here today is Matt Knutson. Share the laughs. Um, you can find us on Twitter, 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 <laughs> Facebook. That's the next one. Twitter. It's, it's on the right. way. <laughs> um, we've got Instagram, Money You Should Ask. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. We're here at the Comedy Store. Join us next time.